My name is Zakira, and you are listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a brand cultivating strategist, a cancer survivor, and a camera saved my life. In this podcast, we'll be sharing stories of the various connections that I have as a professional photographer, featuring women that I admire that run businesses and are wives, entrepreneurs, they're also parents. And lo and behold, you never know, I may interview some of my favorite men. In this podcast, you will learn about professionalism, you learn about business, you learn about travel, as well as how to deal with the highs and lows of life and marriage. And now it's my turn to teach you and inspire you to step outside of your country zone. Shannon Spencer Sharif is a CPA who helps small businesses and individuals to minimize liability and maximize profitability. She is a mom to two beautiful and intelligent girls. She has been married since 2006 and her husband is her biggest fan. She considers herself a philanthropist and together they created the EDGE Foundation, which stands for Excellence, Diversity, Growth, and Education. This allows for schools to have the opportunity to have STEM, also known as Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, in their curriculum education. She learned, even 15 years ago as she was passing her CPA exam, that there are a lot of people who are employed, but also entrepreneurs on the side. She created Access Financial Management LLC 10 years ago to provide a quality service for a good price and still give tax, accounting, and advisory services that are needed. In this episode, we talk about the importance of taxes and networking. We also talk about how we met in 1K One Day and Yacht Club. 1K One Day is an online course by our mentor, Nicole Walters. We call her a mentor because she is more than just our teacher. And Yacht Club is basically the paid alumni network of the online course, filled with an exclusive community of child members who are business owners. Shannon talked about the benefit of having a supportive mother and sister. She also talked about how the new tax laws affect individuals and businesses. She mentioned some of her favorite books, such as Profit First, which is a book by Mike Michaelowitz. She also mentions other books by Tim Ferriss, which if you subscribe to my email list on zakiranayar.com, I thought of something called the Five Bullet Friday, which started weekly, but now it's currently monthly in the summer days. But I got the idea from him where I share what I'm doing, what I'm learning, what I'm reading, or what I'm watching. Because, after all, we have to invest in ourselves sometimes by reading and learning. So if you are a new business owner or an aspiring business owner, this episode is for you. There are so many questions, so many trending topics in regard to this 2018 taxes and this will definitely answer your questions. You'll learn so much information. I know I did. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Sakira. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy that we get to have another conversation. We haven't really talked since since the Just Love Cafe coffee visit. I know. I know. It's good to build relationships, but I have to do a better job keeping in touch, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I know you're busy. You got you got wife, you got wife and mother duties. Yes, yes, and entrepreneur duties and you know, sometimes laundry duties and you know, sometimes, you know, planting some plants outside duties. So yeah, it never ends. The fun never ends. So um I guess just tell me more about well first tell me how did we meet? 
How did we meet? So both of us were part of Nicole Walter's 1K One Day program. And then when we graduated, we were both part of the Yacht Club. And so um, somehow, some way, through our connection in Yacht Club, I realized that you lived close to Nashville, Tennessee, and that's originally where I'm from. So in 2019, I was trying to be a little bit more intentional about doing things and meeting people and establishing relationships. So I reached out to you and also to Taishan and said, hey, you know, I understand you're in the Nashville area. Let's get together just so we can meet up as, as yacht clubbers. Yeah, so no, I, think, I, think, I think we connected first. I think we yes. connected first. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's somebody else here. Yes, yes, yes. He told me, yeah, Taisha's here and she's in Murfreesboro as well. So, yeah, I had the opportunity to meet two fellow yacht clubbers. Perfect. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we just kind of connected. It was, it, it was a great trio, I would say. Because obviously you're a native, you live in Atlanta, and I was sharing how, you know, my family basically from Atlanta, and I'm always there. It was like, how do we cross paths? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It's a very small world. It's a very small world. Yes, it is. So I guess tell me more about your world. What do you do? So what do I do? Well, first, you know, I'm a mom. I have two amazing little girls. They're nine and 11, Jada and Nadia. They give me a run for my money, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I am married, so I'm a wife as well. So my husband, Jamil, is a very supportive husband. He's my biggest cheerleader when it comes to my business. And then I'm also a daughter and a sister. I have a very supportive mother and sister who support me in all of my professional and personal endeavors. So I'm first all of those things. Then I'm an entrepreneur. So I have a firm called Access Financial Management LLC, and I've had it for about 10 years now, but it's always kind of been like the side hustle until most recently it became my full-time business. Um, and so with Access Financial Management, I am a CPA. Uh, we help small businesses and individuals to minimize their tax liabilities while maximizing their business profitability and their individual cash flow. Then last but not least, I'm also a philanthropist. So I really believe in giving time and money um, into the community, so much so that my husband and I just started a new foundation called the EDGE Foundation. And my husband is heavy into acronyms. So EDGE stands for Excellence, Diversity, Growth, in education. So what we hope to do um, with this foundation is to create a lot of STEM-based programs and expose it to children who don't have the ability to have STEM in their school. So we're just now getting the groundwork on the foundation. So I'm excited to see what it'll do next year. I'm excited too. I really love STEM. I think for me and my business, that's where I eventually want to go in the, you know, charity side of the world i want to, yes. to give back to the kids because that's where it starts it starts with the kids first exactly exactly and so my my children's school they actually have a a stem program and i work with their foundation and just to see my children be excited about stem to come home and try to do experiments on their own is very encouraging but the unfortunate part is not everybody has that program in school so we just want to make sure that for those students that don't have that exposure to STEM, that we somehow provide it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Perfect. So you talked about your husband, but how long have you been married? 
How long have I been married? Wait a minute. It's been since 2006. So about 13 years. Yeah, it'll be 13 years in October. Okay. Okay. Well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. (laughs) early anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) So now why did you start? Why did you first start Access Financial? So why did I start Access Financial Management? At the time, um, I had just passed the CPA exam. And I think my husband and I, we were, we were just dating at the time. But what we found was that in our network of friends and associates and coworkers, there were a lot of people who were employed, but also were entrepreneurs on the side. And there was this gap in service providers, meaning they didn't want to go to the PWCs or the ENYs or even the regional CPA firms for tax and accounting services. And they didn't necessarily want to go to the H&R Blancs or the Liberty Taxes of the world. They wanted to have someone who could provide a quality service for a good price and still give them the tax services and the accounting services and the advisory services that they needed for them being an employee as well as their side businesses. So that's when I created Access Financial Management, which is why I say initially that our focus is on small businesses and individuals, just to help them balance out being an employee and also being an employer as an entrepreneur. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely important because um, I've heard it somewhere that entrepreneurs and side hustlers are going to be the new corporate <laughs> the new big thing it is. it's like the it's the new corporate gig because i mean corporate america has been shaken to the core so many times that nothing is stable anymore and so you know hey if you're gonna go through the cycle of corporate america you might as well go through the cycle of entrepreneurship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i agree there's no stability anymore yeah yeah so what um what did you learn the most when you were I guess it's even today, you know, because I'm sure you started before Facebook was really big and the internet world was really big. What, what did you learn along the way? What did I learn along the way as far as building my business? Mm-hmm. Is that word of mouth is key. Word of mouth is key. So before Facebook and Instagram and doing Facebook ads and doing Instagram lives and even Zoom, the, the program that we're using now, it was word of mouth. And so when I spoke earlier about my husband being my biggest cheerleader, I truly meant he is my biggest cheerleader. And when I started my business, he was, of course, my first client. But then he went and he also spoke so highly about me to his coworkers. So I started having his coworkers as clients and they would speak to their friends. And before I knew it, my client base had grown to almost 100 clients, including business and individuals so word of mouth is key but the main thing is being able to serve because if you're serving well then people will refer you to their friends and their family so the key has been for me and the growth has been making sure that i do my best to serve well so that that other people will continue to refer I agree. I definitely think service is important and service is really the root of, you know, everything, the root of, you know, following your purpose. It is. It is. It really is. So 
what should we know about the new tax changes? Oh, do you really want to know? Do you? Uh, really not really, know? but we got to talk about money. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to talk about taxes. I mean, what? I mean, otherwise, why am I here, right? So the main thing, and I, I guess I have a point for individuals and a point for businesses. For individuals first, um, everybody, pretty much the majority of Americans has done their tax return, 2018 tax return. And you were either pleased by the results, you were either upset about the results, or maybe you were just nonchalant, you were like, whatever it is, it is. But whatever your reaction was to the results from your 2018 tax return, whether you had a liability or a refund, owed more than you anticipated, or received less as a refund than you thought you should, now is the time to do tax planning. Tax planning is not doing your tax return, seeing your result, and saying, I'm not happy with that, let me get some more receipts. Tax planning is taking a step back and looking at your total financial situation and actually putting a plan in place so we can help minimize your tax liability. Now that also applies to businesses. Businesses need a tax plan as well. But the one thing that I will say as it relates to tax reform and businesses is that entrepreneurs and business owners really must understand their entity structure. What are you? Are you a sole proprietor? Are you a single member LLC? Are you an S corp, a partnership, or a C corp? Because the tax reform was primarily beneficial to C corps. Now there were some avenues and some things that were introduced as part of tax reform that were beneficial for small businesses such as S corps and, and single member LLCs, but the majority of the benefits went to C corps. So as part of that tax planning that I spoke about with individuals, you also want to do that with businesses as well. So if you're currently in a tax situation where your tax rate exceeds 21%, do you want to remain in that tax situation, whether it's an S Corp or a single member LLC? Or would you rather convert to being a C Corp where your tax rate is only 21%? It's those kinds of things that were introduced as part of 2018 tax reform that needs to be part of your tax planning. And again, now is the time to do it. This episode is sponsored by QuickBooks. Stay tuned for a brief message by me. The hustle that goes into running my own business is no joke, but it's all worth it in the end. With tools like the QuickBooks Self-Employed app, it makes it so much easier to track receipts, mileage, to send invoices, and much more. It helps me to seamlessly handle the not-so-glamorous parts of running a business. It also makes it a lot easier when it comes to filing taxes. All I have to do is link all the work I've kept track of in the app, or even on the desktop version, and upload it in one simple step. To sign up for a free trial as well as get 50% off your annual QuickBooks self-employed app payment, visit bit.ly forward slash QuickBooks50Z. That was a lot of great information. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know a lot about your stuff, but sometimes when we know so much, we tend to get in our own way with imposter syndrome, doubts, fear, things of that sort. So what would you say initially stopped you from not necessarily launching, but just taking your business to the next level? Um, 
Well, a couple of things that kind of get in my way. Now we're getting personal. One is I'm a solopreneur, so I do everything. So I am admin, I am IT, I am the preparer, I am the reviewer, I submit, I do the wrap up, I do the filing, I do everything. And by the way, my kids are nine and 11, they should be doing some filing for me at this point in time. But um, nevertheless, I'm a solopreneur, so I do everything. So the one thing that I know that I need to do to continue to scale my business and to grow my business is to bring on some help. You know, um, I can still focus on the returns and making sure that my clients receive the quality service that they deserve. But for other tasks such as admin and IT and, and filing, hire, hire someone to do that. Yes, <laughs> I could hire someone to do that. Um, so I would say that if, if it came to launching or taking my business to the next level, that would probably be one of the hiccups, one of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the support system and having an assistant. Yes. Um, honestly, every guest that I've had on my podcast so far has, has talked about the how helpful having an assistant has been. Yes, yes. But I think for me, it's almost kind of like, uh, my, my husband calls me a control freak. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just like to take ownership of everything. It doesn't mean that I don't drop the ball sometimes because I'm not perfect, but it helps to have everything somewhat in my control just to make sure that if the ball drops, it doesn't drop that far. So, you know, uh, part of my growth, my personal and my professional growth is learning to let go a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to still be on a personal track, but I, <laughs> I see your last name up, up there in the, yes. in the back, but I know that it's an Arabic style name, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. does that mean your husband's a Muslim? Yeah. So my husband's Muslim, but I am Christian. So we have a very diverse background when it comes to our religious beliefs. Okay. And so I know, um, so how, well, how did that, um, cause obviously this is, you know, the month of Ramadan. So how did that, you know, how, if does it conflict, if it conflict, how, you know, how do you make it work? No, it actually doesn't conflict. So to give a little bit of background, especially from my husband's side of the family, they have a lot of diverse religions within their family. Um, so it's not out of the norm for any one of them to marry someone who is outside of Islam or who is not Muslim. Um, But I find that it works for our household. As I mentioned previously, I have two daughters, nine and 11, and they get the best of both worlds. So they may attend church with me on Sundays, but when it comes to certain events or certain holidays like Ramadan or like Eid, they always have the benefit of my husband having the ability to explain the meaning of those holidays to them. So in my opinion, they get the best of both worlds. I love it, I love it. Now, Prophet First is, is, how about you tell me more about Prophet First and how it helped you? So Prophet First, now let me give a disclaimer. I'm not a Prophet First professional, so I can give like a general idea of what I believe that Prophet First is about. But typically, um, when you have a business, you have your revenue. You have the money that's coming in, and then you have your expenses, which is your money that's going out. Anything that's remaining after all expenses have been paid is known as your profit. And typically for entrepreneurs, that's when we pay ourselves. 
So we make sure that all of the expenses for the businesses are paid before we pay ourselves. Well, Profit First kind of takes that equation and it flips it on its head. So you're still collecting your revenue, but instead of paying your expenses first, you're paying yourself out of your profit first. Hence the name Profit First. Because as an entrepreneur, you don't always have to make the sacrifice of making no money after all of the bills are paid. Because after all, you have personal expenses of your own. Profit First helps to give you another way to think about your income and expenses to make sure that you are very profitable at the end. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. I need to start paying myself. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I think everybody should apply to, you know, the methodology of Profit First because everybody has bills to pay. Everybody wants to make a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it sounds like the monetary version of self-care almost. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, you're going to take care of yourself financially first um, before you take care of your business. Um, but yes, it's, it's making sure that you're being rewarded for the service that you provide for the work that you do. I mean, you would never go work for Coca-Cola and work for them for a year for free. So why would you work in your own business for free without making sure that you're taking your profit first? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Now, what other um, books, websites, programs, what else really just kind of helps you? Because, of course, you know, knowledge is power. And the more we learn about ourselves as well as our businesses, it really helps us to succeed. So one of the things I try to do, and I, I don't do it a lot in reading, is I look at the Harvard Business Review. And so I got a subscription, and I can't say that I read every magazine from cover to end, but I try to pick up on certain articles that I think would pertain to me and my business. So as a quick, very quick example, in the latest um, issue, they were given an example of how you want to make everything easy for your end consumer. So they gave an example of a guy who was using a printer. He needed to print a piece of paper and his ink ran out. And so his level of frustration because the ink ran out, he had to go out to the store, see if they had his particular ink cartridge, they didn't, so the manager had to go to the back and they didn't have it in the bag, so they had to order it and it arrived at his door like two or three days later, two or three days later than when he really needed it. So it leaves the client disgruntled. Instead, what they were proposing is, hey, if he can log online to staples.com or to officedepot.com, find his ink, order it, have it shipped to him or sent to him within a matter of 24 hours, that, that greatly releases some of that stress. And there are other caveats that they had along the way. But how, how can I apply that to my business? So when I'm looking at my business structure, are there any items that I could streamline to make the process simpler and a little bit more enjoyable if tax can really be enjoyable to my end client? So, um, so yeah, the Harvard Business Review is, is really good with um, articles. And then sometimes just looking at books by like Tim Ferriss, Tools of the Titans, and just reading some of those passages. Again, I haven't read it from cover to cover, but just reading some of the passages of the books the four-hour work week, those kinds of books can always be applied to any kind of business. I love it. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I've even begun to have a consistent schedule of 
you know, obviously because I do still work a part-time job, so that kind of yeah. required me to work four hours, four days a week. Yeah. So it's also it is the end of the month, and one thing that we did take away from our class is to celebrate the small wins. So why why do you think that's important, and what have you gotten from doing that? So yeah, you gotta celebrate the small wins because otherwise you feel like you're not making progress. This is a small win for me. I have never done a podcast, so. This is exciting for me. Now, don't, don't, you know, you see the face, I'm smiling, but I'm nervous also on the inside. But um, this is, this is a, a win for me. And it's very good to acknowledge the small wins along the way because sure enough, there's going to be some disappointments. But as long as you're grateful for the things that did go well, then it kind of lessens the impact of those things that did not. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because sometimes we can get overwhelmed by what didn't go well. We remember exactly. the traumatic thing first before the positive thing. Exactly, exactly. So celebrate the small wins. Cele- well, honestly, celebrate everything. Celebrate every day. The fact that you're awake and that, you know, you can see and that the birds are chirping and that you can breathe fresh air. Be thankful for those things because those are small wins as well. Absolutely. So where can we find you on the web? Ah, you want to find me on the web? You can find me at shannonsharif.com. Now, you really can't see my T-shirt, but it has my full name. I'm going to rise a little bit. So it's Shannon Spencer Sharif is my name. But you can find me at Shannon Sharif. You can see the Sharif spelling up there. Shannonsharif.com. Or if you want to find me on Facebook or Instagram, my handle is Shannon Sharif CPA, all one word. Use that. You can find me anywhere. So is this also where we can find out more about your services for Access Financial? Yes, you can find out anything you want to about me and Access Financial Management LLC at shannonsharif.com. I love it. Well, thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. That's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R.com. Do you have any suggestions on a topic you want to be talked about? Send me an email or leave them in a review. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends.